Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcast to market trail with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. Welcome back again. As you can see from the title, it's going to be my mock draft 4.0, which will be my last mock draft. I would love to do a lot more, but and I'm probably going to do a lot more on my own, but I'm not going to be posting them and I'm not going to be you know, recording them uh, because we're there. We're so close. It'll be this Thursday night. We're starting the first round of the draft. I'm so excited. I don't know if you can tell. It's my favorite thing. Hey, but before I jump off into this mock draft, as always, my link is going to be on my Facebook page. You always can go directly to the apps of Anchor app or anchor.fm or even to uh, Spotify or really anywhere that you get your, your podcast from. But especially on Spotify, you can go there. You can click my pretty face on there with the headphones and the gray Uh, with the last name spelled incorrectly and you can click follow and it'll let you know anytime that my next episode is up whether it's morning dumps whether it's a special whether it's sports sundays whether it's mock drafts whatever it's draft grades whatever it may be it's going to let you know so let's jump off into it i'm really excited about this one because i did some time to be able to study i'm going to be talking about some teams that i believe is going to trade out i'm not going to tell you i'm not that's not going to be the picks i'm going to go the pick that I believe that they're going to take there, the reason why. Uh, but I can t- I'm going to tell you about some of the ones that I believe that sh- they're going to trade out of those positions, maybe even out of the first round, and the reason why I feel that they're going to do that as well. But like I said, follow with me. I hope I didn't confuse you. The draft picks that I'm going right now keep in the same order, and I'm going to go with who I believe that they're going to take in the, in the, if they stay in those positions. So follow with me, okay? So there are some changes. If you listen to my mock draft one, two, and three, You'll notice right off the bat there's some changes in this one. There's been a lot of talk with Jacksonville uh, with the unknown of who they're going to take number one overall. And, you know, Jacksonville came out and said there's, but they've had no calls to have anybody want to trade for the number one overall pick. And let me go ahead and let you know the reason why on that is because there's no franchise-named quarterback there. If, if there were a quarterback that – or if this was a quarterback-happy draft, big names or at least one big name – then you would see teams reaching up there to try to get that number one spot from them, selling the house for, for that for that pick. But they got their quarterback last season with Sunshine. So let's jump off into it. I know I keep saying that, but yeah, I just got to build it up for you. With the first overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars go for a splash here and pick up Kayvon Thibodeau. That's right. I had him falling in a lot of a lot of the drafts, uh, a lot of the mock drafts. A lot of people have him fallen. There's a lot of questions about his want, his his character. Not so much his character, but his want. And if he really wants to play football, if he's going to be that that guy uh, that has the talent level that's behind him. I say that Jacksonville knows that they were going to pick. They knew that they were going to pick Kayvon Thibodeau. They just left it out there in case somebody wanted to make some trades. I think this has been, been their guy all along. And they're going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, they're looking for somebody with a splash, a big name. There's not much bigger names, especially right there at the number one overall. And look, they're going to try to sell some jerseys with this guy. And so this is their pick. So so that already changes a lot, causes a lot of different dominoes to fall from my other three mock drafts. So you already know, it's already going to be different. So stay with me. Stay excited with me. I'm going to be talking about teams that I believe are going to trade out. Some of the teams are going to be taking picks that you think, that's not what any mock draft is going for. Anybody say it, just just follow with me. I'll explain it all. At number two, Detroit taking Aiden Hutchinson. 
Michigan guy, going to go right there to Detroit and play. Big name, going to sell jerseys. Big time player for them. They need they need that position. Hey, that's a great fit for them as well, too. It's probably a better fit than it is for Jacksonville for Aiden Hutchison, let's be honest. Moving on to number three, Houston. Houston needs everything. The top available player uh, that, that's going to be there for them on their uh, their top needs that they have is really edge rusher. And Trayvon Walker, which is who has been mocked in a lot of them, is moving, running up the boards all the way up to number one for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, but he has. But you have that in every draft. Some be, some people are just going to come out of nowhere and rise up the boards, and you didn't even know about them. Like, like a lot of people didn't even know who Trayvon Walker was. Everybody knows who Jordan Davis is. They both played for the same teams, both on the same defensive line. But everybody knows uh, Jordan Davis. Hardly anybody really knew Trayvon Walker until his name started rising up the board. He is the third best edge rusher in this draft, ranked that they have. And so that's who Houston's going with. Now the Jets. Jets at number four. They have two picks. They have number four and number ten. But at their fourth pick, there are a lot of mock drafts that are going the same way recently that I'm going right now. And I think they are going that way, but uh, this way that I'm going to tell you there. But I also think this is a splash. There are some, you know, the top three edge rushers are gone. That's a big need. Uh, they're going to pass on the opportunity to get an offensive tackle, big name offensive tackle for right now. They're going to pass on the opportunity to get a receiver right now uh, and they're, they're, it, because they believe that they it's going to be deep enough to where they can get it in the second, third round. And when I did, you know, second, third, fourth, and fifth round mocks myself, there, there, there's depth there. There's good names, big names that they can pick up and you can see it. You can see why they're doing this. But at four, the Jets are going with Sauce Garner. That's right. Ahmad Garner, the top ranked cornerback not Derek Stingley, top-ranked corner, cornerback in this mock draft, in this, all the rankings, all the boards, he's the top-ranked. Sauce Garner, you're looking at a guy that is possibly like Deion Sanders with attitude, and they're hoping that he could be like Darrell Revis, Revis Island. There, you're hoping he's not like a D. Milner when they drafted him. That may have been fourth overall as well. I can't remember. Uh, but this is going to be a big pickup for them. Going to have the Jets fans going crazy for him. Even though they need offensive tackle, even though they need edge rusher, even though they did a lot, maybe even receiver to help out Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. But this is who they're going with there in Sauce Garner. Moving on to number five, the Giants, the G-Men. They're not going to pass up on an opportunity to get an offensive lineman. They're going to go with Iki Ekwanu from North Carolina State. This He has become the top offensive tackle in this draft. This is a guy that they're going to go with. They can't pass him up because he's there. He kind of fall, He's fallen to him. Nobody expected him to fall that far, uh, but if he falls there, I guarantee they're gonna they're gonna snatch him up. Okay. Moving on to the sixth pick here. This is Carolina. A lot of people have them taking Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. There's a lot of trade rumors about uh, them trying to get Baker Mayfield. Let me tell you this: they do not have to trade their first round pick to get Baker Mayfield to the, to uh, to the Browns. Now, don't get me wrong; the Browns are probably gonna try that, but they don't have to trade that to get there. Uh, and and look, he could. They they have other picks that they could do. This is the reason why I think that that, that honestly, this is the first team that I was going to say that's going to trade back. And this is the reason why Carolina doesn't pick again until the fourth round. So you can see them trading back with somebody. I don't, I'm not even going to say who or anything like that. But I I can see them trading back, getting more picks, and getting uh, enough picks to be able to get Baker with a second or third round pick from the Browns. You can see that happening because that that's what I really feel was going to happen. But like I said, staying true to uh, to this draft, this mock draft here, I'm going to go with who they're taking, the best overall 
offensive tackle, which is actually listed as their biggest need in Evan Neal. Falls there to him. They pass up on the quarterback, uh, project quarterbacks and or quarterbacks that are not a sure thing. Stay with the quarterback that they have right now in, in Sam Darnold with the hopes that they can still get uh, Baker Mayfield. And look, you know, they, they don't have the pick. They don't have to do a first round draft pick trade this year to get uh, Baker. They also don't have the pick second, third. Uh, to be able to trade to get him, but they can trade next year. So we've seen a lot of teams do that. So, uh, so be be on the look on lookout on Carolina to trade back so they can get more picks and still get Baker later on. Moving on to number seven, the Giants, the G-Men again. Now Derek Stingley's on the board here, and he's a top-rated player on the board. But one of their biggest needs is safety, and they're going with Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, the safety there. That is a big need that they have. It's bigger than corner. They actually have some pretty good uh, corners there. Uh, I think except for I think Bradbury's still there, and I think there's contract situations with there. But I see that need there is definitely at safety for them. It, they're going to go right there with it. There's the top four, the top three edge rushers are gone. They're not going to make a stretch on them. They're going to go with Kyle Hamilton there, top rated, higher rated player there than than the next, or which would be the fourth rated uh, edge rusher, uh, and they'll get an edge rusher in the second or third round. Uh, and because there's plenty there this is a deep draft for edge rushers tackles and receivers so you'll you'll see some teams that are mocked different things in this mock that are going to be falling but they're mocked higher than a lot of other people's okay moving on to number eight the 28 to three falcons they have a lot of needs there's been a lot of talk i had talks about them taking quarterback because look uh, they have nobody there. They have uh, Felipe Franks, but uh, they also have Marcus Mariota. Are they comfortable with going with Mariota? Do they want to stretch and get a receiver here this early? I say that they're going to pass on the receiver for right now because they have bigger needs all the way around. And the, one of their biggest needs is edge rusher. And actually, I believe it's the biggest needs on most of the mock draft boards or most of the draft boards that they have. And they're going with edge rusher here, which is the fourth best edge rusher, reg, best edge rusher. Uh, that's still available. He's the fourth best on everybody's boards. Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Now, not only is, you know, I was talking to Colin about it the other day. I don't trust Jermaine Johnson coming from Florida State. We don't trust very many players coming from Florida State, uh, even though he put up really good numbers over there. But this was a guy that had to transfer away from Georgia because when you look at that Georgia off, uh, defensive line, even Jordan Davis, even Trayvon Walker, even Devontae Wyatt, for a while were not talked about in the first round because they were they had so many they had so much depth on that defensive line that these players didn't play all the time they were rotational all the time right so there was he played great when he was there at georgia but he wasn't getting the playing time moves down to florida state gets the playing time guess what gets himself in the first round it's a good move by him and atlanta goes there because they need it man they definitely need it moving on to number nine seattle Seattle, I have them taking the first quarterback off the board, and they're going Malik, with Malik Willis. Um, now, I'm sure they're not sold on Drew Locke there. They may keep Drew Locke around to bring Malik Willis around for a year or so, year or so uh, which that could be, you know, that could be a, like a gamble as well, too, because Pete Carroll, he's getting up there in age, man, and they're, they're, they're having to rebuild from the bottom up again after trading away Russell Wilson, talking about trading away DK Metcalf. The def- it's, it's, they're, they're, it's pretty much a rebuild, a, a turnaround, a, a do it all over again. But he's getting up there, on up there in the age. So, but you can see him doing that and uh, and maybe turn it around to where he could be a quarterback that's like a Russell Wilson. Uh, I think when you watch it, yes, he throws the deepest ball, 
out of all the quarterbacks there. But when you look at it, the accuracy, uh, the numbers, when you go into a school at Liberty with, with Hugh Freeze as your, as your head coach, you should be able to throw up large, huge numbers at quarterback. Didn't do it, but he's rising up the boards because of his athleticism. And they're hoping that he could be I believe he's a little bit more like a uh, Trey Lance situation. He's going to have to be a project that you're going to have to turn him into it. But he also could be like a Jordan Love where it, they're just hoping that he can be molded into that quarterback later on. So that's their pick. That's the first quarterback off off the board there. Moving on to number 10, the Jets. You know, we, I talked about him a while ago. What are they going to be taking? Uh, you know, the offensive linemen, the top offensive tackles are gone. They're not going to make a reach on any other guys. There are some big names on the board. Ah. Uh, they're not going to go edge because the top four edge rushers are going at this point. They're going receiver, and they're going to get a receiver to be able to help out. A receiver that's going to match up really good with Elijah Moore uh, because he's a different style uh, receiver. And Elijah Moore is going to be your smaller guy. He, man, he's a burner too, and he's, he can get stuff over the middle. But they're going with Drake London out of USC. He's a top-rated receiver on almost all the boards. I don't know why, but uh, I will tell you this. He's kind of like a Marcus Colston-style uh, receiver. He's that tall that big and he's got some speed he's got ball skills played basketball he can box people out so you pair him uh with elijah moore on that side that could be a really good pairing there so i could see them going there as well because that is a big need that they need as well moving on to number 11 the washington commanders that's right it's the commanders i got it right i didn't mess it up i didn't offend anybody by saying what their old name was or just called them the football team but their top two needs, their top need is receiver. Their second need is cornerback. Derek Stingley is on the board, but I, I don't see them going Derek Stingley here. I see them going receiver. And the reason why I say that is because their best receiver is Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. And there's some contract situations going on there. You would like to pair this guy with Terry. Hopefully that you can keep him around. Terry might play there one more year and then bounce on out. Uh, he may request a trade at the, the, with a contract situation. It could be all up in the air. So you need a receiver, and you want to get the best that you can get. They're going to go with Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, receiver there. Big pickup for them. At number 12, Minnesota, I'm going to go with what everybody else has been mocking there too. I'm going to go with pairing him with Patrick Peterson, who's about to retire. Won't be much longer before he retires. Kind of mentor him into the league. And you're talking about a guy who was uh, talked about as a top three uh, draft pick two years ago if he would have stayed on par if he wouldn't have been playing injured uh, but he's falling down the boards now he's not even the top rated corner but you see him going there in Minnesota and Derek Stingley from LSU having an opportunity to to really have a great career not getting on a team that's you know trash and he's the only good player on the team you can see him going there and excelling and it, look, becoming the all pro that we all believe that he can be right maybe even a hall of famer if he keeps it together and if he stays healthy right so Minnesota taking Derek Stingley at number 13, Houston, like I said, they have all kind of needs, man. But one of the biggest names, the highest rated names is still on the board. Not biggest names because most of you are not going to know this name unless you listen to some of the mock drafts that I've done or mock drafts that other people have done as well. But we're going with Houston with an interior offensive lineman, Zion Johnson from Boston College. This guy is a mauler. This is something that they need. Uh, I have them in the second and third round picking up uh, running back, receiver. Uh, I have them picking up all these all these different tools that they need for building this team because it's really been torn down. But they need somebody on the inside that can block, that can help Davis Mills stay up on his feet and be able to construct the offense around him as well. So I think this is a huge pickup, a smart pickup for them. 
Yeah, well, I say that hesitantly because Houston hasn't been smart for some reason in the last few years. But I believe that this is this is going to be the turnaround for the smart. A lot of people are going to roll their eyes if they see this pick coming in. But this is going to be huge for them because this is a need that they have. And it's something that they just need it, man. They need anything that they can get. They need something to move them forward as opposed to staying where they're at. That's going to be huge. Moving on to 14, Baltimore. Well, Baltimore is going to do Baltimore things here. Because somebody's sitting there. They're going to do a little bit of a reach, but they have some other players up there. They're not going to go receiver this early uh, because it's, they they have a receiving room that they really like. I know they said that last year and drafted one, but everybody saw that smoke screen. Uh, but they do have a good receiving uh, room right now, uh, and they have some big needs. But this guy is sitting there. He wasn't passed up on yet. It's going to be a, a couple of spots for, for a reach. But this is a Baltimore Ravens-type pick and going Jordan Davis interior defensive lineman, the mountain man from Georgia. Uh, This could be a huge pickup for them. That makes that defense even scarier. It's going to be huge. Moving on to 15, Philadelphia taking their first pick of the draft, first of their two picks of the draft. This time they're going receiver. They're going Jamison Jamison Williams. Now, I talked before, Jamison Williams, the speedster from Alabama. I talked before uh, about, you know, they needed to get somebody else. They had Devontae Williams. He can catch in the middle, can be your possession receiver, almost like a Jarvis Landry, but, but maybe even better. Uh, you have your speedster in Jalen Rieger, and you needed somebody like a Drake London to be the big body receiver. Uh, Drake London. Yeah, Drake London. Uh, big body receiver um, that can, that can you know, be a full court, uh, not triplet of, of receivers there for you. That could be huge for him. But if you've paid attention to anything, Jalen Rieger has been a bust in Philadelphia's mind, in a lot of people's minds. This is a guy that came from TCU. They overreached for him. They passed up Jordan Jefferson to get him. Uh, I'm sorry, Justin Jefferson, good grief. Passed up Justin Jefferson to get him. Look what Justin Jefferson's done. Rieger hasn't lived up to it. He's been injured here and there, and then when he's in the games, he really hasn't put up any numbers, right? So, And he's supposed to be the speedster. So you have an opportunity to bring in Jamison Williams to take that position where you were hoping to take before with Jalen Rieger, and this is a guy that can do it. He could do it. And, and yeah, so the, I, I know you got the Alabama receivers and Alabama quarterback, but, hey, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. They're going to take him. Moving on to 16, New Orleans' first draft pick of this draft. There are some receivers there. There are some quarterbacks there. I don't see them reaching on the quarterback. Uh, I'm not even sure they're going to take a quarterback this draft if it's me doing the mock drafts um, because of what you have on the roster. You have Ian Book. You have uh, Andy Dalton. You have Jameis Winston. Uh, and then you also have who's now completely converted to a tight end in Taysom Hill. So you have the quarterback room full, okay? So I don't see them, especially in the first round, drafting a quarterback like a lot of people have them. But I have them taking a big need that they have. Now that, and y'all have heard me say this before, and, I've, and this one hadn't changed much from the last mock draft. Actually, it didn't change at all. Charles Cross uh, from Mississippi State, the offensive tackle there. It's going to be huge because when you, when you lost Teron Armstead to, uh, to free agency to Miami, this is big for him. Now, uh, and I told you before, you can either go ahead and plug him in on the left side at left tackle, or you can put him at right tackle and move Ramchek over to left tackle uh, where he played in college anyway. And uh, you you got your bookends right there in tackles, and that's huge because you need to be able to protect whoever's back there, whoever's running the ball too. So that's going to be – that's a huge pickup for them. That's a huge need. Moving to 17, the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, a lot of people have them going receiver here. But their biggest need is offensive tackle. Their biggest need for the last 20 years has been offensive tackle. Whether they were in San Diego or in Los Angeles, it didn't really matter. Their biggest need was offensive line, offensive tackle. 
they're going with offensive tackle in this draft, and they're going with Trevor Pining, Pinning from uh, from Iowa State. No, 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 Northern Iowa. Good grief. Y'all have heard me talk about him before. Mauler, dirty, na- not dirty, but nasty blocking uh, tackle. This is a guy that I wouldn't mind if we took him over Charles Cross, but I like Charles Cross's uh, upside even more. Uh, so I-, I see them finally taking what they needed to take even when Phillip Rivers was there, maybe even when Drew Brees was there. Uh, and so that's their pick there. Moving on to 18, Philadelphia going with their next pick. They took a receiver on the last one. There's a lot of uh, needs like edge rusher and stuff like that. They're going edge later on. And they're going corner here, which is one of their top needs as well. Y'all have heard me say it on the last couple of mock drafts. Corner has been a need for Philadelphia for as long as I can remember, since maybe uh, the Saints won their first playoff game with uh, with Drew Brees and Reggie Bush and that tandem of cornerbacks that they had back then where Reggie Bush got blasted, right? Since then, they needed corner help because except for – the Super Bowl year where those guys all came together. But the year before that and the year after that and years after that, they've been just putrid at the cornerback situation. And they're going with the top available at this point, top available on most of the boards right now because he's made the jump. And Trent McDuffie from Washington, the corner from Washington. Huge pickup for them. Moving on to number 19, New Orleans' second pick of this draft. And again, I'll go ahead and say this. I don't see them trading these two picks to move up to get a quarterback. I don't see them trading these two picks for the love of God. Please don't trade these two picks and move up and get a cor- uh, an edge rusher. I mean, you got this, especially an edge rusher that you can get in, undrafted and stuff like that. So furious about the Davenport and uh, the cat that we got last year out of Houston University. I don't see them doing that. I believe they're finally going to go receiver in the first round because receiver is such a huge need. Y'all saw it. Y'all saw it the last couple of years. Uh, even the last few years, you had Michael Thomas and nobody else. And the last two years, you had nobody because you didn't even even have Michael Thomas, right? So they're going receiver here. Colin, you'll be happy again. You know I call you out every time on this. Going with Chris Olave from from Ohio State. This guy can get the ball. He's a speedster as well. He can stretch the field. He's going to be opposite of Michael Thomas if Michael Thomas isn't playing Antonio Brown football mentally. Uh, this could be what you needed. You got. Uh, Michael Thomas, who can catch the curl or slant for seven to ten yards and fall down, trip over a blade of grass, and you got Chris Elave who could stretch the defense, and he's got great hands and he's got great ball skills. So it's a big pickup. Moving on to number twenty, Pittsburgh. And many people have them taking quarterback. Many people have them passing on quarterback because they feel that they had their guy in Mitchell Trubisky. But let me tell you this, and I don't. I think even if Malik Willis was there, they're not going to take Malik Willis. Obviously, they're taking a the quarterback here, right? Uh, I think they're going with Kenny Pickett out of Pitt. Now, let me say the reason why I say that. The last time that Pittsburgh passed on a quarterback, a top-ranked quarterback coming out of Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, uh, it really bit him in the butt. You know, Dan Marino. Uh, you, you, Dolphins fans... Steelers fans, you know what I'm talking about. You had the guy there, you could have taken him. I don't think they're going to make that mistake again. You don't want to see them, you know, as a Steelers fan, you don't want to see, and if you're old enough to remember that or been a big enough Steelers fan to understand that or know about it, uh, then you don't want to see them make the same mistake, right? Even if they're wrong, even if they get Kenny Pickett, it doesn't work out. It's better than if Kenny Pickett goes to another team and becomes a Hall of Famer, right? You don't want to do the same thing again. And so I can see them taking Kenny Pickett there. Moving on to 21, New England. Now, I have New England drafting here, and I have them drafting their biggest need, which is linebacker. But let me tell you this. 
I can almost guarantee you that New England's going to trade out of the first round if they can get a trade partner. That's what New England does. They accumulate more picks. They get all their star players from the second, third, fourth, and fifth round. And, you know, of course, every so often they'll get one in the sixth round like Tom Brady, right? But, but I see them trading out. But staying with this mock draft, I have them going linebacker, the top-rated linebacker, uh, which is their top need, and uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah. Big pickup for them if he's there. But I'm telling you, they're going to trade back because they can get their top need at, at linebacker in the second round, third round even. And I think they'll go, they'll trade back and get Devin Lloyd or even the Kobe Dean in the second round because they're going to be there. They may even go with uh, uh, later on in the draft and get to linebacker. Some of the guys from from Alabama. Just keep a watch. I'm telling you, I, I can see them trading out. It's almost a guarantee. Moving to 22, Green Bay. Green Bay, uh, you know, everybody says they need a receiver. They've been screaming to get a receiver in the first round as, as long as I can remember. But I'm telling you right now, their biggest need is edge rusher, and they're going with the top available edge rusher that's still on the board. And y'all have heard me say it before, George Carlefitz from Purdue, this edge rusher. This guy, he's not getting all of the the, uh, the, the TV time all these other guys are getting, but this is going to be a, a smart pickup for them. The other need that they have is offensive tackle. So be on the lookout there, too. Uh, they may go offensive tackle there, but I'm saying they're going edge because he's a top-rated uh, player on all of the boards right now above any offensive tackle that's left on the board because all the others are gone. You you saw who took offensive tackle already. Moving on to Arizona. Arizona at 23. Now, those of you know is watching, they have De- DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, A.J. Green, uh, you know, has been playing the league since I graduated kindergarten. Uh, Christian Kirk is now with Jacksonville. So there is a big need at receiver. But their top need is cornerback. And I believe they actually take receiver if for some reason New England, I'm, I'm sorry, Green Bay takes a receiver right here, uh, uh, one one spot ahead of them. Because then they get nervous and like, hey, I can't wait any longer. i got to go ahead and take a receiver. But I think they take the cornerback out of uh, Florida, Kaim Aline. This, this guy, y'all have heard me talk about him before. He's raw, but he can play ball. He's coming from the... Uh, DBU Junior, right? Or DBU, DBU the third, because you really got three. You got Ohio State, LSU, and Florida who, who are all up in that in that conversation. And it, rightfully so for all of them. Now, I still believe LSU is DBU, uh, but rightfully so, all three of those are in the conversation because of what they put out in the league. Uh, so I think they're going corner here. It's their top need, even over receiver, even though that receiver room is not what it was. And D-Hop's getting on up there in the age, too. Right, and they're they're shopping Andy Isabella too. If they hadn't already gotten rid of him, I can't remember. Colin have to tell me about that. So, moving on to twenty four in Dallas. Dallas has a lot of needs too, especially on offensive and defensive line. Uh, but they've had a need for the last six years that they haven't really addressed uh, in the draft. Last year they had the opportunity to do it, even though they built the last two years they built big time. Um, in the defense or even the receiving crew. And some of them have them taking receiver here, but I don't see them going receiver again. I think they know that they can get receiver value later on. And I know Jerry Jones has, uh, you know, you know, there's a receiver in Arkansas that he probably wouldn't want to try to reach for in Traylon Burks. But I don't see him going there. I see them finally going safety, which has been a need forever. And they're going with the safety from Michigan and Daxton Hill. Now, I had him fall in a little bit further, but when you have the need there and he's the top available, why not go get him? I can see them finally getting the need that they've had for the longest time. Moving on to Buffalo at 25. Now, a lot of people have Buffalo taking corner. A lot of people have them taking receiver. 
And here recently, a lot of people have had them taking running back. Let me tell you this. If they take running back, they're going to go with Brees Hall. But I don't have them taking Brees Hall right now. I don't think they're going to take cornerback because even though Andrew Booth Jr. is there, I, I, I think they're still happy with the cornerback situation that they have. You still have Trey White coming back off of injury. Uh, and look how great the defense played even with Trey White out all season last season. He may have helped in that Kansas City greatest game, greatest playoff game ever, right? He probably could have helped some. Uh, because that was just a, a Madden game of people just going back and forth, flag football even. And so, but I, I think they already have it, what they want to need, what they have. They might pick up a corner later on in the draft because they still have a few that they can go and get. I think they're going receiver here. Now, I have them taking Traylon Burks out of um, out of Arkansas. Like you heard me just talking about him. Maybe Jerry Jones gets him. Uh, and he's your, your do it y'all. He's like a Debo Samuel. He's the closest to Debo Samuel that you're going to see in this draft because uh, that's what he did at Arkansas. It's funny because that's what Debo Samuel did at, at South Carolina, too. Uh, but I can see them going there, but I also can see them taking Jaha Dotson from uh, from Penn State. Um, to, uh, you, I don't think you're going to go wrong either way because you're going to be pairing them with, uh, uh, with with your star receiver up there that you got. Now I can't think of his name. Diggs. Stephon Diggs. And so, but they, they still need that help. They want some more firepower. This is a big need on their boards. Uh, it, yes, running back is there. The reason why I don't think they go running back, the only reason why I don't think they go running back here, they might go later on, is two reasons. One, they can get a running back later on. But two, Devin, uh, Devin Singletary really came on at the end of the season. He's big for them at the end of the season. So I think they're going to be happy with what they have, not drafting, not overdrafting a running back in the first round. So that's I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't have a running back going in the first round at all. Okay. Moving on to Tennessee. Now, Tennessee's top need is receiver because all they have is A.J. Brown. Uh, that's really all they have, a receiver. But their second biggest need is linebacker. This is a team because I believe that there's not a receiver that they want. They don't want to uh, reach on a receiver that they f- feel that they can get in the second round. I could see them trading back as well. But if they don't trade back, I could see them going ahead and getting linebacker, which is their second biggest need, and getting the Kobe Dean out of Georgia. So that would be a good pickup for them. That is a Tennessee-type play. I don't see them going quarterback. Uh, especially not in the first round. They may they may shock everybody, go quarterback, but I don't see it. Uh, if they go quarterback, there's quarterbacks that they could probably pick up later on in the draft. They may hang on. I, I got a feeling they're going to hang on to Ryan Tannehill and ride him out until at least next year when you got those quarterbacks next year. Look, you got them. Look how close they got them already. And I, I think, um, you know, if the man beast, the man child running back from Alabama who runs over everybody, if he didn't get injured, who knows what they would have done? They could have kept on going because that was their offense, right? So moving on to 27, Tampa Bay. This guy just happened to fall in their lap. Their top of top need on the boards is interior offensive lineman, and he's there right there on the board for him. Kenyon Green, interior offensive lineman from Texas A&M. Big pickup for them because that's what they need. They need offensive line help again. Moving on to 28, Green Bay's on the on the clock again. Are they going to take receiver? Are they going to take receiver finally in the first round? Let me go ahead and tell you this. I'm going to tell you who the pick is, and then I'm going to tell you the reason why they're not taking receiver in the first round. They're going to take Devontae White, interior defensive lineman from Georgia. He's the other interior defensive lineman from Georgia outside of Jordan Davis. Here's the thing with Green Bay. They do not take receivers in the first round. Devontae Adams was the second-round receiver. There's depth at receiver still in the second round. Even if they fall down and get uh, John Minchie uh, from Alabama or Jaha Dotson 
these are guys that are going to be playmakers that you can get in the second round. And they don't pick receiver in the first round. They just don't, man. Go back and look at their draft history. They don't care what the fans say or scream or whatever. They don't do it. It's not going to happen. I can see it. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. I would be extremely surprised if they take a receiver in the first round. Okay? So just just keep a watch out for it. They're going to go. They, 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 their other biggest need is edge rusher, but there's not an edge rusher that they're going to reach on. This is a guy that can come in and play for him right off the bat in Devontae Wyatt. Moving on to Kansas City. Kansas City with their first pick in this draft in the first round. They got two back-to-back in the first round. At 29, they're going cornerback from Clemson, Andrew Booth Jr. Big need that they have there at cornerback. That's Outside of receiver, that's their biggest need. I don't see them reaching on a receiver in this first round. As a matter of fact, at number 30, which they pick right again, I see them uh, trading that pick back out and getting out of the first round and picking up a receiver in the second round. I can see that happening. Um, but, like I said, staying true to my board here, not making any moves. Kansas City going, and y'all have heard me say it before, Boy Mafe, the edge rusher from from Minnesota. Good grief, I don't know why I couldn't remember that. This could be a big pickup for them, too. Moving on to 31. That's if they keep it. Moving on to 31. Cincinnati Bengals, the Joe Burrows, the Jamar, Jamar Chases. They're going receiver here. No, I'm just playing. You know, I know that's getting old. I already said it before. I've had them take an offensive line every single time. And I've said it since the playoffs of this past year that they have to go offensive line. They have made some big uh, moves on the offensive line. And I think they're still going to draft some offensive linemen later on in the draft because they do have picks. It's not like last year where they didn't have that many. Uh, but I th- and their biggest need even on every board is cornerback. You know why it's the biggest need? Because for some reason, they signed your boy back, Eli Apple. Uh, and, and their second biggest need is safety. So th- that just shows you that they've done a good job in free agency for the offensive line. I think they're still going to draft some more later on in the draft uh, to help out sure up that offensive line. You're going to get some guys that can be starters. Let, let's be honest, definitely starters over what they had last year, okay, that in the year before. Uh, but they're going corner here, and he's the top available corner. And I, and I say this. Let me let me backtrack. I don't know if I said it a second ago. I see Cincinnati trading out of this pick. Honestly, uh, I I've said it before. I see them trading out because they can still pick up more picks and still do a lot. But for the sake of this draft, they're going with Kyler Gordon, the cornerback from Washington. It's gonna be he's he's already an upgrade over Eli Apple. Um, I think my son, who's 12 years old, would be a, a upgrade over Eli Apple anyway. Uh, so that's not really saying much. But I can guarantee he's better than Eli Apple. So, that's the pick for them there. Moving on to 32, to finish off this first-round draft. Look, I, I'm just looking at the clock and how much time I'm taking up. I could have done the whole three-round three round mock draft, but, man, yeah, I don't think y'all would have stayed with me. Uh, but, but Detroit going with quarterback. Now, uh, I, I think I had Matt Corral going to him before, but the top available right now on there is uh, – and, and they're, they're not happy with Jared Goff, but they have a second pick in the first round. They're going with Desmond Ritter. He's a top-rated quarterback. So you got two different styles of quarterbacks, so that that's going to help. You got uh, Jared Goff there, who's a pocket passer. You got Desmond Ritter, who's a little bit more mobile. He could be a pocket passer. Uh, it's probably a huge reach to take him in the first round, uh, but where he's mocked at, where he's ranked, I can see them taking him. So that's my final mock draft that I'm posting. 
because I'm going to do a ton of myself because, you know, stuff's going to change. May still have some trades this week before we get up to the draft. So keep a lookout. Stuff, so I could be right on some of the trades, people trading out. Some some of the trades, I will say this. Debo Samuel, I don't see him getting traded. I just don't think uh, San Francisco is going to be able to do it. He might stay with the team and sit out. I don't think they trade Debo Samuel. I think he's too vital to their offense. And I can understand why Debo wants to be out because, look, man, his career ain't going to last if he keeps playing running back, receiver, quarterback. and every, If he keeps playing Taysom Hill on every single play, I mean, he's in on every single play. What we saw in New Orleans with Taysom Hill, where he plays everything, that's what Debo Samuel does, but he's in on every single play. He wants to prolong his career. I don't blame him. I do not blame him. But I don't believe they're going to let him go. I believe they're going to try to keep him. And, and the other trade name, uh, I, I, and I don't think they're going to trade him during the draft either. Uh, I don't think they're going to trade him at all. The other, the other big name to be traded in the draft possibly is Baker Mayfield. But I don't think he's going to show up on the first night of the draft to be traded. I think that's going to be day two, maybe day three. I'm pretty sure it's going to be day two if it happens. Uh, and it may be even after the draft. At, once they've got gone through and built their team, then they might trade to pick future picks, a player here and there to get Baker in Carolina. Uh, but that's my draft, my mock draft 4.0. I hope you liked it. If you disagree with it, if you agree with it, if you have any comments at all, hit me up on Facebook, Facebook Messenger. If you have my number, text me, whatever, hit me up. Thank you, guys. Be watching the draft like me. I'm Look, I'm so excited. See you all next time. This is Mark Atreo with Making the Cut.